Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina MX. Liga MX is back in action tomorrow. So we'll be talking about some previews and also some transfers that are coming across the deadline. And uh, some controversial shit that Amari Vergara said on Twitter regarding Chivas and certain players. This and much, much more. But before we go any further, let's welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how we doing? Greetings, Jaime. Glad to be back. And I feel the break should be longer. Really? You're not ready for... No, I feel the team's not ready. <laughs> I agree. They needed like maybe two more months to get to get their shit together. But... um. No, it's always good to have football in the weekends. On the weekends, a Maori Vergara doesn't have two nickels to rub together with his fingers. <laughs> um, I want to get right into it with a Maori Vergara. He tweeted something on January fourth, which was yesterday, and he said, "Chivas es para todos los jugadores mexicanos. No todos los jugadores mexicanos son para Chivas." Which means, uh, you know, Mexican or Chivas is all for the Mexican player, but not all Mexican players are good enough for Chivas. Why? Why would you say something like that? I I don't think he meant it like that. I mean, I think he he meant it more in um, maybe the pressure, like they can't hang with the pressure of of being in that type of club. And it could be because of the rumors of Alexis Vega leaving. So that, that could be almost like a low blow or something to that. Or for players that have been turning down the club, like Cordoba not too long ago. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? That is uh, <laughs> what Eric Andre once said. I uh, here's the problem. The problem is this entire off season, Guadalajara has not been able to attract any player. Um, we were able to get one refuerzo, which was Piojo Alvarado, in exchange for trading uh, Antuna and Mayorga to Cruz Azul. In that same time window, Charlie Rodriguez, Cordova. Romo, uh, who else? Orbelin, Pizarro. All these players have 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 uh, made moves, and you're telling me that these guys aren't good enough for Chivas? I don't buy it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think he meant it good enough playing. He meant it like the mentality aspect, or maybe he was talking about. Chofis uh, returning to Chivas because there was a lot of rumor uh, picking up steam about how his contract with uh, San Jose was up on the 31st and uh, they didn't, you know, they did a verbal agreement, but they didn't actually do any paperwork to extend his loan for another six months. So they have not extended his loan. So then all these reporters were like, hey, guess what? Chofis might come back, but it, it was not true. You know, he, San Jose was totally um, planning on keeping him for for at least June, 
Um, so I don't know if that was then. That's the problem, you know. Amaudi needs to like get behind, you know, and just say, "Hey, like this is what's going on, man. Don't go on Twitter. Don't go on social media and and talk about this stuff. Explain it. Explain yourself. You're the owner of the team." <laughs> Yeah, no, with Lopez, he had such a great season. And the club is, you know, has a new GM. And they're, they're sort of um, restarting their program with the, some management company that they brought in. But it would make sense to extend, extend his loan just because he became such a key player for them. And very popular to boot. So, yeah, definitely they would extend it. Um, <clears throat> I think if they haven't, that's just to court, you know, just, just to get in, uh, create some type of news and, and people are talking about the club like we are now. Yeah. And I feel like Antuna kind of had like an exit interview. Uh, they interviewed him. You know, joining him, uh, joining Cruz Azul. And, you know, he said some stuff. He said, yeah, um, I focus on the fi- on my performance on the field. I don't really focus about all the things that they're saying outside the pitch. He said that he has nothing against Chivas. And, uh, you know, he tried to defend the colors as best as he could. He said that, you know, with the coaches, he had a great relationship. But when it came to... The upper management, he said that he didn't really talk uh, to them that much. He didn't really connect with them that much. And that he felt that they should have uh, had his back. And he feels like uh, they didn't. Probably a shot on Pelias. That's who brought him, you know. And right now this is... Leano's team. I was expecting more on the on the on the transfer market, more more activity from Leano, just because I thought, what does he bring to the table other than promise? You know, because that was the reason to get rid of Buse and 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 Leano swooping sliding in is this team could play better and and. You know, I, I know how to make that happen, which clearly he didn't. Um, and so it's like, so what else would you have done or, or said to 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 have the club, you know, ratify you as 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 the coach for next season? And and you know, that's the only thing I could think of that they could have said. You know what? I'm I'm gonna bring in these players and. To me, uh, Piojo doesn't count just because it was a it was a switch, you know. It was a trade. It wasn't so much. They need at least three or four extra players, and and that's going off of the ones that they lost that they were never able to replace. That's correct. Yeah, and and then the other thing because uh, you know, um, Hermoso Peralta is he's, he's finally gone. And so that obviously freed up some money. So we would expect, you know, at least there's there's some there's some pocket change there to to lure at least one one more player in. But yeah, yeah it's it's 
I assume it would be disappointing for the Chi Hermanos to, instead of seeing players coming in, it's it's rumors of players leaving, you know? Absolutely. You just freed up a couple million dollars of money in salary wages for uh, Peralta. And, you know, usually that means that you're going to try and find a replacement. Like, you know, kind of how in the MLS they have designated players. Uh, that's that's enough money mm-hmm. to, to lure a player like, you know, Javier Hernandez or... Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro. Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Shooting I'm, for the stars, buddy. I'm just. I'm just throwing names out there that have a lot of expensive wages attached to them, and I feel like you could have gone for for a big name. Maybe you could have even leered uh, a player like from Europe to come back to uh, to Mexico. You know, Artiaga was one of those names that was floating around uh, because he's kind of been on. Not that's naughty list, even though he's killing it in Belgium. So I don't know, man. I, I really felt like underwhelmed. I'm like, okay, okay, waiting for you know somebody else to to be announced. And yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry, go on. No, and and the worst part is, um, Alexis Vega has not renegotiated his contract with Chivas, and there's a possibility that he might be in a Rayados uniform very very soon. Yeah. Man, <laughs> snap! Yeah, yeah, we've seen the what was it? The back and forth tweeting between Vega and, and Pizarro, or some something going on there. But just going on wages, I really doubt she was paid more than a million to to Orbelin. So if he was getting over two, uh, I don't think she. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Peralta. I really doubt they were, because uh, you know what we've heard of America paying, paying a percent, and then she was the other half. So I don't think it was as much. But but like if you want to learn a player like Chicharro, and obviously you can't pay him like he's making about like six million or, or what have you. Um, then they do some other type of contract where he he re, he retains like uh, like he probably gets he probably gets a cut from like sponsorships and all that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like they would have to like give him all these like bonuses to try to up his money. Well, and I, say whatever. I know Puma. You know, our sponsor for the jersey. They were. It's also in their best interest for Chivas to have a, a big name to sell kits, and and you know yeah. with Peralta they took the gamble on that and, and agreed to pay some of his wages, and uh, you know it didn't it didn't pan out. So even Puma was like, "Yo, well, like I don't think Chicharro is sponsored by Adidas. You know, it's just a kit manufacturer for the entire MLS." But I'm sure Puma would w- would salivate at the idea of like getting a player like Javier to join Guadalajara and then have him suit up in Puma, you know, boots like cleats and, and sell those as well. But I'm just living in a la la land, man. The reality is Chivas are broke. And, uh, we have Sergio Lozano on the chat saying that I'm afraid if we sell Vega, Chivas will just keep the money and not do anything. <laughs> well, they keep not really like keep the money in the sense pay off, you know, 
they owe money for stuff. So, oh man, um, and the, pay off whatever they owe. And that was what was trending on Twitter. It's like uh, Chivas tampoco es para cualquier dueño, and uh, fuera Amaury is is trending on Twitter, and it's just not looking good, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I think Amaury gets gets more blame than he deserves, and then people forget how he inherited the team. You know, he didn't exactly get a team. That was um, doing good. He got the opposite. He got a team that no TV contract, right? No set contract in the U.S. or Max. Um, he had like no big sponsorship. They had since they lost Bimbo, which was the big sponsor. They weren't able to get in on someone of a big brand like that. You know that it's like multinational. You know, like you say Coca-Cola or something like that. They just had, um, what was that, gambling? Caliente, Caliente or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's the internet gambling. So that, that shows you just how much they, they, you know, how far they dropped. And and then whatever money they get from other sponsorships, not having those TV deals, well, that means they're going to give you less money. Because if I'm going to sponsor you, and I'm thinking, okay, in Mexico, you have about, you get 11 million viewers per game. So if I put my name on your shirt, that's how many people are seeing the brand in Mexico. And then in the U.S., it's about, on average game, about 1.5 to maybe 2 million when they when they have a hot game. So, yeah, you know, the sponsors will line up, but then you now you're, you don't have that. You know, now you're in Max and you're, you're being shown on like five different TVs. So that, that million got butchered into a different, you know, and that, that has hurt. All of that has hurt Chivas. Um, and the last negotiations that uh, Higuera did also, then they weren't, you know, he, he sort of like, it's like he farted before he left and just left, the, left that stink. And, and then Amari walked in. And so we're blaming it on him. It's like, oh, man. Uh, so I, I think, he, and I get the criticism because he's not a, you know, he's not a football guy. Just like his dad wasn't. Yeah, his, his dad, dad wasn't either. When he came in, he was he was all about the multivitamins. And he didn't really know shit from Shinola about soccer. Like, they wouldn't even ask him because he, he didn't know. Um, but he was surrounded by a lot of good people. You know, when he when he came in, he had a, a whole squad of of. Uh, but he was he was a passionate man, and he loved Chivas, and um, that he was he was he, it, he did have that. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Amazon Prime like All or Nothing Guadalajara, but you know, like the opening scene is him yelling at the team after getting eliminated from uh, was it Copa Mekis? I think it was Copa Mekis. They got eliminated by some team in the second division. And, you know, he's just saying that, you know, it wasn't good enough. And he just, like, ripped the the team a new asshole. And it's like, I, I can't even – I can't see Amaury ever raising his voice at any of the players or anybody. He's just not that guy. He, he's a guy that yeah. – he, he his passion is cinema. And it's like, I get it. You know, you promised your dad whatever you did. And uh, you're not going to sell the team. But at the same time, it's like, look, you have to be – 
like a, have a little bit of awareness. Like, is it worth the stress? Is it worth the slander? Is it worth like dealing with such negativity? Like, just be the bigger person and and hand over the reins to somebody else. Oh snap! See, but he he made a promise. He's just gonna get rid of the rid of the club. Well, I mean, like I'm sure his dad like loved the team, and it's like, and and if he his dad loved the team, then he would want what's best for the team. And sometimes you have to like, you know, be the one to uh, step step down and and give it to somebody else. Yeah. Well, see, and then that's the other thing where he doesn't have complete control of like Omni Life, and it's like his brothers and sisters. So, and and when you see the Chio hermanos like making fun of of uh, a Maori. They've been they've been using the his pic the picture of the guy from uh, Club de Cuervos, the owner. Oh yeah. Who, who becomes the owner after the dad? His dad died. And yeah. you know, he, yeah, he was always he was always going at it with the sister, and that's very similar because this guy has a few sisters. We're real life so, Cuer- Club de Cuervos, man. We're real life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is looking like that. I I think I think that that's what hurts the team as well. That you know, um, there's no there's no like single vision of okay, we're gonna do this. I do feel some of them just want to sell, you know, uh, especially when you have Angelica, and that's why she's trying to swoop back in with her daughters, and and I do think that's part of it because it's like. All right, if we're gonna sell the whole shindig, we want our piece of the pie. Uh, so who knows? And just getting new owner doesn't mean doesn't guarantee anything, Jaime. So you know. I think what it guarantees is just the fact that Thank we you. don't have a broke ass owner. <laughs> well, because <laughs> you they know, weren't any... broke when they came in. And remember, they weren't broke when they came in. Because um, any anybody that you. takes over is, I'm assuming they're gonna invest more into the club and that's the problem right now is like there's no investment going on in fact there's probably a bunch of debt and it's like at least we'll know we need a sugar daddy is what i'm saying we need a sugar daddy i don't know if canelo yeah. can afford us canelo no he don't think he has that money uh to be up there but yeah it would have to be a, a like so when you look at the companies like the owners it, it's it's companies that are multinational, and uh, we're just—I'm gonna keep repeating it—a broken record at this point. But you know, multinational companies. Uh, so you have Cemex and FAMSA; those are Tigres and Monterrey, and then Televisa with America as well. They are, you know, they—they—they're not just in Mexico; they're in other countries. So there's there's more money there to go around. Uh, only live to an extent, but it's not that, you know, I don't think it makes that much money. It's multivitamin stuff. And that was when it was a craze a few years back uh, with Herbalife and all of that. But a lot of that stuff is not, you know, there's just so much stuff now that, that, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's, I don't think they're that profitable as they once were. Yeah, we have uh, Eliel Acosta on the chat saying Jorge Vergara really didn't do much either with Chivas. Only two he's, league titles. He's right. 
And we actually have numbers here, and it, it, they're actually pretty easy to find because they're all responses on, on uh, Amaudi's Twitter. <laughs> and it says, uh, from 2002, 38 tournaments, only two titles, and only uh, they were uh, first place as far as like the regular season standings. They were only in first place twice, and they did not qualify for 21 tournaments. And in the last eight tournaments, they've only qualified once to Ligia. So, uh, abysmal, man. Abysmal. Ouch. See, and that's why I'd be telling you, naturalizados is going to be the next step. Sergio Lozano saying that, why can't he sell a percentage of the team to bring in more money? He, yeah, he, he talked about it um, last year. He, uh, Maori talked about uh, putting the team in the stock market. Oh, that would have been dope. Yeah, so I'm waiting. I would buy. I would buy my shares. I am a Manchester United stock holder. Oh, nice. Shareholder nice, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, would you put that card behind the Chivas card in your wallet? Or how would you <laughs> line them up? Uh, no, I would. For, for I, more swag, the menu in front. Nah, <laughs> I would. I would have the Chivas one first, of course. My first and only love. Um, yeah, and it's cool because you know they email you and they tell you to hop on the conference calls and they talk about the money that's going in, the money that's going out, and you know, so it, you have you have a whole like uh, transparency yeah. when it comes to a publicly traded company. Yeah. It I makes you feel more connected to the team, huh? I'm gonna sound like really ignorant right now, but is there even like a <sighs> stock market in Mexico? Like, how does that even work, man? Uh, probably. I mean, I don't know because uh, we're on that same boat. Uh, but I do know he was going to. I mean, I'm guessing there will be for some of these companies because you look at some of these companies, they ended up Mexican companies that ended up getting bought by American companies, mm. you know, um, like beer and tequila and whatnot, that they're now owned by companies in the U.S., and vice versa, because Bimbo, you know, they bought Hostess. So I remember back when Hostess, like, they went out of business. No, no more Twinkies. No more and, Twinkies. Uh, and cum cakes. But then uh, Hostess came in and they they bought the, they, you know, they bought the brand and they're the ones that have been making it. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Bimbo, you know, it was huge, uh, huge company to have that. To have, even though I never liked their sponsor in the shirt, but they were bringing in a good amount of money compared to like what Caliente could bring. So I, I do think that is a possibility, but then you have to think, all right, well, who's going to want to put a good amount of money? Because if you're basically putting it into a failing business, mm-hmm. you know, it's like saying, this dude, they, they don't seem to know what they're doing. I'm not going to give them money to keep messing up. So you would probably have something closer to like, if they brought money, we would have something closer to like what we saw with Promotora came in and they're like, we're going to put money, but we're running the show since we're the ones, you know, putting in this money. Uh-huh. And and that's what Promotora did. They were, they had the, you know, they had control of the team for almost 10 years. Uh, Vergara ended up paying for their last. So they had it for nine years. Wow. 
And it was kind of similar to what we're seeing now with Atlas, where um, they were tied with Grupo Orlegi. They had like something going on, but then Orlegi like eventually took over and owns the majority of the team. And so, but now they run the show. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like they got to give us something better than uh, buy more jerseys, subscribe to Chivas TV. It's like, no, we're, <laughs> we're getting nothing. I would I would love the possibility of, of giving that option out. Like, hey, you know, here's a chance for, for the fans to, to buy part of the team or, or, you know, like just have some like opportunity, you know, a GoFundMe. I don't know. We need something. Kickstarter, like, man. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. With, with stretch goals, like if, if <laughs> this is what you get if you put this much money. I don't know if you ever, um, if you ever participated like in a Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Hi, man. No, you- I've 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 heard I've heard. I mean, I've seen like I mean, I, I love tech and I see products that are you know the they're proposed on uh, Kickstarter and sometimes they do make it out of there, but a lot of the times they just take the money and run. Well, it wasn't a pretty good, successful one. It was a comic book. And so this guy needed like like 20K or something to, to make the comic book happen. And then he put, if, if we make 25, uh, the, the cover's going to be like a foil cover. And then if we make 30, you get the foil cover and then I might add some like stickers. And so the more money that was made the more shit he would add, you know, oh, wow. to the to to what you what people were willing to to pay for that. Um, and then it was like sign. No, that was different because one is stretch goals and the other one is like, you do you just want the book and it's like twenty bucks, yeah. or do you want the book and and like some extra shit and it's like right. fifty, you know? Yeah. But this dude ended up like. Like he ended up raising about a million dollars, and he oh, wow. sent a bunch of shit with the thing. Yeah, he ended up doing a bunch of stuff. Dang. He, he, you know, added more pages and all that. But so it's is, and I know it sounds like like kind of like we're messing, but they could do something similar where it could be like, it's like all right, guys, this much we could get one player. We can get we one can player get. from the Tapatio. And then from there, <laughs> it's like, all right, we can get a pocho from MLS. Uh, if you if you donate more, we might be able to get someone from within the league. And if you want to be a number one all star and donate a lot of money, maybe we can get somebody from from Europe and bring them back. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey! For right now, if everybody contributes five dollars, we can get Marco Fabian. <laughs> we can get Marco well, Fabian. He's could, he's a free agent right now. It, sound, it sounds funny, but think about it. There's just on Twitter. There's four million users. You know, uh, that's just on Twitter. But how many, how many fans would you say Chivas has worldwide? You know. So, a lot. I would say we have a lot of fans. I don't know. I, I wish there was a way to like. Well, uh, Mexico we need a census. A we need a Chivas census. Everybody needs to submit their form. I'm guessing somewhere between 10 and 20 million. 
Okay. Give and take. So maybe uh, just few of those would send in five bucks. You could still raise. They would still raise a good amount of money. Yeah. For the club, but for that, I mean, you need you need to have trust. So then, I do think um, putting the team in like the, kind of like selling stock of the team would make sense at that point, and then everyone uh, probably still won't get money. You probably still won't get shout out to <laughs> everyone in the chat. We have uh, Rudy Ayon saying that Chivas can't join the stock market because they will get caught sending money to Omni Life. <laughs> and then we had uh, Fernando Chavez say extranjeros never uh, I think well, he was, they, he was technically a, they wouldn't be extranjeros since they, they pledge they pledge their allegiance to Max we can't even I get mean, Santi Jimenez we can't even get him no because well, he was his parents aren't Mexican and he wasn't born but I think well, he has Mexican nationality. He's played for the national team already. I saw him in Austin. Well, I think because I, I think he because I think he got the because he's not a naturalizado, right? Or is he? Oh man, see, we should know, man. <laughs> not paying attention. I thought you know because I always thought he was born in Mexico, but then I, I saw that he wasn't. He was born in uh, Boludo country. Uh, so, uh, he, Acosta also says, uh, "Doesn't Madrid do a membership fee for fans?" Uh, I'm they sure. Do. Oh, they do. They do, and that's one thing. Like like Madrid and and Barcelona, and and one thing that was happening. Well, you have it in Chivas to an extent. They sell the Chiva Bono, uh, mm. but I think that's just. I don't know if that's just seats, but but those are clubs. Like they're still clubs. Uh, Chivas stopped being a club once they forgot about the team. They stopped being a club. The, the last true club, and we're talking about club because they had a clubhouse and, and you own, like, your card and whatnot. And so th- those were the last two clubs in Mexico was uh, Chivas and Atlas. And then when Vergara bought the team, they stopped being a club because, you know, all the socios sold. They sold, not all of them, the majority. Enough for him to just take over. That's why there was lawsuits from the remaining socials that wanted to take over the team. And there's still people there that wanna like that would probably try to buy the team. Mm. But but going back uh, to the to like Madrid and Barça and and so a lot of these people would would like have their tickets and then they would sell them. And that's how they would make money. And they, it was becoming a problem where I think they had to do something about it of like, um, you know, you're not a, you know, are you, are you really a fan of the team? If you're not even coming to the games at this point? Yeah. So I don't think that they could prevent them from, from um, not selling their tickets. But I think they put a limit. Like, hey, you could only, <laughs> you could only sell like, you know, this amount. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, the chat's really blowing up today. Uh, Soccer Chronicle says, when does Interliga matches start up again? I miss those. <laughs> I miss those games. Unfortunately, Interliga has been uh, replaced by the League's Cup, which is basically 
Superliga 2.0. No, wasn't Interliga qualifiers for Libertadores? Yeah, we don't have that anymore. Now we have the League's Cup where we uh, join forces with Canada and USA. And uh, we, we have our clubs, our best clubs play there. That's the the League's Cup. We don't have Gormebol access anymore, sadly. Do you think there's a correlation between the dip as far as like the Mexican national team and just overall uh, our competitiveness and our hunger and the fact that we, we don't participate in Gomebol tournaments anymore? No Copa America, no Libertadores, no Sud America. What do you think? Damn. What do you mean in, in quality for the national team? I feel like we've sort of plateaued and now we're kind of on a... Well, I feel they plateaued a long time ago. It's, really? It's just, yeah, it's been a while, but but I mean, it's not like bad. Like I know fans make it seem really bad like because they want the team to be better. And that's understandable, but but to be able to, to consistently... Be at the World Cup, so since 94, have always qualified to every World Cup and then make it out of the first round. And I was thinking about that the other time because only two teams since 94 up until the last World Cup have been able to get out of the group stage. That's just Brazil and Mexico. That's it. You've seen world champions, uh, Germany, France, Italy, crash out, Argentina, you know, and some of these big teams would not even make it. And we're, we might see that soon, right? Uh, Italy and Portugal. CR7 might not make get to play his last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I know, I know Mex from the region, but, I mean, for for all the, all, the, all the stuff they get about the region, they always gone, you know, they, they get put in groups with European teams and South American teams and they still make it. You know, so I do think Max is at least at least at group stage. They're like, uh, I think that's one of the teams. If you're the other clubs that you see, you're like, oh fuck, it's Max. Guaranteed to get out of the group. <laughs> you might want them in after that, but not before. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're 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 Argentina's best customer, man. We're their best customer. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, you know, um, in the group stage, and you could see all these games. So I, I just think, and then with some of those, it's it's just been some. Sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce in your favor, but I, I think, um, I, and that's why they. But to be able to stay at that consistency, it's it's not easy. It's very difficult. You know what else is difficult? Peralta trying to find a team. Rumor has it that he is on his way to El Salvador to find an employment over there. Maybe Damn, not even Guatemala, because Guatemala seems to be the where all the Mexicans are going. If he's smart enough, he'll ask to get paid in Bitcoin because they're really about their Bitcoin over there in El Salvador. Maybe that's why he's there. Yeah, that's probably what lured him out. The Bitcoin. Damn, this dude just doesn't want to. He should have hanged his boots long ago, man. I'm a, hey, if I'm you can still get paid, was... why not? <laughs> ah, cause cause your image, dude. You know, like image. Who cares about your image when you're, when you're? Yeah, ah, your legacy, man. Remember, 
I don't know if you like boxing, but Julio Cesar Chavez. And after, you know, he was already not not that good, and he kept doing these these yeah. matches, and he just looked horrible, man. He, I know, he but just bad. It was like uh, I don't know if you know, remember this, but he had a documentary on uh, Netflix way back in the day, like maybe when Netflix was still doing DVDs. And it was one of the first ones that you could actually stre- <laughs> you could actually stream it. This was back when like streaming was like not even a. It was like what is that? Yeah. And I remember watching it, and he said that you know he busted his balls, uh, his entire life. You know he wasn't making much for a very long time, even when he was at his top. You know with Don King and all that, he he didn't realize how much he was getting ripped off by Don Don King, and uh, that's why he he extended his career as long as he could because. He finally started getting paid, and uh, yeah, he he took some horrible fights. He lost to Oscar twice, and he he definitely fought well well past his age. And he he actually came back and fought against and Macho Camacho's uh, kid, not too like a like not even not even a couple months ago. And Canelo was in the stands. Really? And, yeah, yeah. He fought, <laughs> he fought the son of Macho Camacho, and uh, how did that? Man? And he 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 wanted to take off his headgear. And the the guy the the other guy's like no man like out of respect I'm not gonna like take off my headgear, but yeah it was crazy man like he's just trying to make a paycheck bro like in his I don't even how know did how that he... fight end huh how did that fight like who won uh it was an exhibition so I don't think there was like a winner or a loser but he definitely oh, they just do like three rounds he looked good for he looked better than his son bro Junior's been a <laughs> bum the whole his whole career and this dude's over here. Getting to, yeah, and Canelo will, like went in his corner and started giving him pointers and stuff. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great thing, man. So that's man, what that's what even Pelata right now. Saw that Rocky movie and thought it was a good idea. <laughs> Oribe, Oribe Pelata is trying to you know ride this as long as he can, you know. Oh yeah, no, that's sad, man. Oh, do we have a uh, somebody in the? So we have Soccer Chronicle joining us. Right. Yep. What's going on, man? What's going on, Ron? Was it the was it the Chavez talk? Yes. No. <laughs> no. No. I I agree. That uh, he needs to hang it up. Quick, yeah, like... quick, quick, Ron. You you would know this uh, stock stock exchange in Mex. Is there a is there a stock market? Yes, bolsa de valores. There you go. Hey, see. There you go. All right. We were just not, we just weren't sure. Continue, sir. No, there there is, there is. And you see, like, you know, the lady, Banamex and Bimbo and all that type of stuff. They're they're all on there. So, uh, yeah, so. Hello? We're here, man. We have. Uh, you, were making, uh, you were talking about Oribe, dude. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no. I just, I think he's. I, I just think it's sad, you know. We're used to Giovanni and 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 Peralta, and you see what's his name, the other guy, uh, Marco Fabian. Oh, um, that one's also crazy. Guli Peña. It's like, yeah, man. It's just, it's like. It's like the, just seeing them beg for work, knowing that at one point, I mean, they, they had, you know, the world 
at their hand, you know, in their palm. Yeah. And yeah, and I cool. just I just think I just, I just think it's just they just did not not so much Bedout because he's I mean Bedout is already old, you know. And I, and I hate to say that because you know I've always been I've always you know I've always kind of agreed with like you know like Menotti and La Puente when they say there's no you know young player or old player there's only just good and bad you know. Yeah. But the thing about with Pedrata, I mean, you could tell that age has already caught up to him. And uh, but like you know, Fabian and 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 and, uh, and Giovanni, man, these guys. I mean, the, the, I mean, they're still, you know, God, theoretically, man. theoretically, these guys should be still, you know, in, in peak form. Yeah, they you know? should. It should still be in peak form. Giovanni's but, thirty-two. Know, and that's still. I mean, at that, that's at thirty-two. And this should be, in theory, this should be Giovanni's last World Cup where he's a the elite player. Yeah. yeah. And Marco Fabian, they're both thirty-two years of age. And yep. yeah, Marco Fabian you have, was in that spot. And uh, just to contrast, you have Ruben Sambuesa, like MVP, thirty-eight, still killing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, discipline, man. But but I I saw it just what yesterday I think was he on Fox, Fox Sports I think. Yeah, with, uh, the, with Fabiana Stein, you know that? Yeah, he was on. He there. had him in the panel, and they were almost like doing a promo, like, hey, if 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 you hire him, <laughs> you can, you you might get this or like they were kind of like like promoting him to to see if a team would would. Get him, but he just has such a you know he, such bad fame. He ended up getting that teams don't want to touch him. Basically, what happened to Miguel Cepeda and and and, and you know Dani Osorno? It's really kind of like what happened, you know, with what's his name with uh, with Marco Fabian and, and Giovanni. Because I mean, but the thing about it is these guys had real talent. Not to say that Cepeda and you know Osorno back in the day didn't. They did. But I mean, Jesus! It's like they they, they pissed it away. Hey, Danny! Yeah, Danny boy he, scored the game-winning goal for us against Brazil in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. Disappeared though, man. Slowly, this. I, I think the one like difference between Gio and uh, Fabian. I feel like Gio just kind of lost that desire to play. He sort of was like, I don't care. And then Fabian was just too much in discipline, you know. And then I guess some injuries cut up to him. And so now it's like he he did piss his career away, which is, and this is why I would defend, why I would defend like Vela and and even Chicha coming to MLS. and, And people say like, oh, they retire or they cashed in. But it's like, you don't want to end up like, you know, Marco Fabian. You at least they made a good amount of money where they could they could retire comfort comfort. So uh, yeah, you can go and uh, cheat on your wife and get cucked by your life coach. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I'm pushing orange. No, man. but but but, but the th- here's the, but the, the thing is, and, and I, 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 I I tweeted about this a couple of days ago because I mean. I, I still I don't see I still don't see the point of going to MLS. 
you know, but I would say, okay, I could understand it if, if the, if the premise is that you're going to forget about South America, like Gome Bowl tournaments, and you're going to partner up with Canada and you're going to partner up with the, the, you know, with the U S and the intent is to create an elite league where you're actually going to change the paradigm. You're going to change where, you know, you're going to change where, you know, the U S or the North American market is, is, is just as important as, you know, the, the big four in, 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 uh, in Europe. Okay. I can understand that if, if everybody's working towards that goal, but the fact that the U S meaning MLS is now content, content being a feeder league to Europe where you have young fans you know, basically jizzing that an 18 year old is going to Osberg Aus- or wherever, you know, some, some <laughs> low level, you know, uh, Osberg. he's going, he's going well, to Bundesliga. And then there's another player going to the championship league, the second division in England. And, and like and you they're said, they're, they're, this. they're jizzing all over that. They're, that was they're happy about not this. too long ago. Come on, Ron. So, but it's like, why the fuck are you happy about this? It's like you can't do both. You you cannot have you're you're not going to be forget competing with uh, the, the the La Liga and the Serie A and the Bundesliga and the and the Barclay Premiership. Forget about competing with them. Competing in the U.S. with the Big Four, NBA, you know, MLB, uh, yeah. NFL. So so the fact is that you know you're gonna you're you're happy you're gonna be content that your best players are not going to be playing in Major League Soccer. They're going to be playing in Europe. But you're also wanting your your cop your you know your 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 talent your your you know the the the, the like the eighteen year old kids like Pepe and whatever those you're gonna be happy doing that. Liga MX has no fucking business. But I, I agree hundred uh, percent with you, right? But, but I think you know, that's with, the players, not not the owners. You know, I, I think that's more the. I mean, I should say fans, not players. There's more the fans celebrating that. No, but not the fans. Even 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 the pundits, even like the big big pundits, like you know, like the you know the bigger voices in in, in the American in the American yeah. soccer. Uh, Taylor Twelman. They're also happy. Yeah, they're also happy about this. So it's like, why the fuck is Liga MX content? You know, or why are they trying to you know basically almost like follow suit? And they're like, oh man, oh my god, MLS, they're doing this. No. It's like you know what? Forget them if they're not serious about having a premier top tier league. Fuck them and go back to play. And, and f- go back uh, to, to Copa Libertadores. Go I, back to Copa Sudamericana. The problem though is they're getting paid a lot more by playing the yes man right now. And well, uh, you know what? This is this is this is a combination of of you know you know just like what you know Telemundo did back in their you know in the late nineties and early you know two thousands. With uh, with their you know guerra friendship, now you're I'm starting to see the 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 t the, the what's the name the the Televisa Deporte Networks guys, they're the ones now that are basically stuck in the flames and trying to create this fucking rivalry with MLS, which is bullshit. You know, <laughs> it is, and and, like, and they're over yeah. here defending the MLS and praising it. And but here's the thing: the fucking Bryans, the fucking Bryans. Of fucking League IMX are the fucking idiots that are fucking falling for this shit. You know? They're fucking idiots, these fucking fans, dude. 
been uh, it's like they they don't they don't know what it was i guess they never saw it or experienced it but when like you know the team like chivas goes to you know la bombonera or you know or, or america goes to fucking la monumental or or they go to these historic you know stadiums like over there playing against colo colo peñarol flamengo so santos yeah. sao paulo in internacional you know? Chivas beat Colo Colo, Chivas beat Velez, Chivas beat everybody over there. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, what the fuck? And it's like, that's why, that's why for, for me personally, it's like, I, I, I don't, I'm not as, I'm not as pumped about League MX as I used to be because of just, I, I just don't like the rap, you know, the, the, how, what they're doing. You know, I just think, I, I think they're doing it the wrong way. And I, I you know, both, both the national team and the league, I think they're fucking it up. I think part you of know, this is, I, I honestly think that they're sort of pandering right now because, you know, they're they're trying to host a third World Cup. And, I know, I and, get it. I get you know, that. it's like you got Canada and USA, and, you know, FIFA wasn't going to give Mexico their own World Cup, so it's like they're going to be the only country that's hosted it three times, and I think that was part of the part of the deal is like, we'll agree to do this and then we'll pretend that, you know, the MLS is the greatest thing since sliced bread and we'll try to make an effort to, <laughs> to make this region, you know, like competitive. But I, I do agree that, like, you know, we're getting played right now pretty hard. Oh, it is. Oh. The, the, the makes, they're basically getting the, 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 the shit end of the sticky with this. And, well, the, you know. But so, see, come on, let, let, let me, let me. I'm going to go on the other side of the, of the I'm going to have to defend this, man. Uh, I think with the whole World Cup, there's a whole plan because you you have this major tournament, and they would be hoping to to win more support, you know, more, more for the for the sport, uh, make it more mainstream, especially now with with social media and whatnot. And you hit the nail in the head, Ron, when you're talking about. Not compete with Europe, but try to compete with like MLB, NBA, and whatnot. And and that is something that we do see uh, in the leagues here, where basketball, baseball, you also have teams from Canada. So mm-hmm. it it's not it's not you know it, it could be a very well possibility to see a soccer league between the three countries. You know where it will be a, a very competitive. And it will be its own elite league, and and it could it could happen, you know. It's, it's but for that to happen, you need to retain, you need to retain your best players. Yeah, but but see, one step at a time, Iran. I think you're you're getting ahead about because because I agree uh, wholeheartedly with your sentiment about, you know, they're celebrating players leaving and whatnot. But but I guess it's like. At that point, they don't really see that. They're more seen as like, oh, we created a player good enough to be over there, you know? Uh, and, and they're not seeing it as, if my league is going to be better, then I need as many best players as possible. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. But I do think that ultimately, um, they're probably just going to be buying players. And, cause, and we're seeing it here where they're bringing in uh, MLS compared uh, compared to when they started, you know, when they would bring like the 40-year-old Pedro Valderrama, and now they mm-hmm. have like they'll have younger, younger and younger talent. We we saw similar too 
uh, even in, in Liga MX. I remember when I started watching, they would bring in some some petardos, man, some really old dudes. Yeah, they, they were in one leg. And then that sort of went away eventually. Um, but I do feel that it's more of a long-term planning. So if we're going to see the more positive thing. It's, it's going to be after the World Cup if it generates you know, if, if it generates that excitement and you could get more more people following it, and then that could be a, a real possibility. And then now you're talking about massive TV deals and whatnot, sponsorships. That would be like next level shit, even for Liga MX. So that's that's where my hope is. And it should be for the Chi Hermanos, because, hey, man, there's no money. If, if there's going to be some money, it'll come from there from having a major tournament like that. Uh, but it's not going to happen at home. It's because it's not happening. Uh, and outcome is not very likely that it will. Um, so that's that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I don't see, I don't see it changing. <laughs> you know? I, I really don't. Well, I think, look, Canada, we've seen it in Canada, right? They're, they're, they've had this, like, uh, they started investing and they had their, you know, little by little, they're very long-term. They had their, first they had, like, what, their one team in MLS, then they have, like, two teams. Uh, then they started their own league. Uh, have you, but I know, but even, it's like, if you, even the pundits, the, the bigger pundits from Canada and stuff like that, and even their fans now, it's like, these guys now, because they think they have like a, like players like Alfonso Davies and and these like you know thing, they're thinking that they're fucking elite player an elite now. And it's like yeah. I'm saying, it's like this false sense, this false sense of okay, now we have these players and you know and these top teams in Europe and oh my god, this is great. And it's like and and I told you I was doing this, I was looking at teams from back from '98 World Cup '98 to present. I was looking at a lot of the teams from Asia, CONCACAF, you know, um, and, and, and particularly Africa. And you'd have, like, for example, what was it, the 20, the 20, the 26, uh, the, the 2006 World Cup, you know, U.S.? I don't remember which one it was, where it was like almost like 20 of the players all were in Europe. Yeah. You know? same thing. Same thing with, like, you know, you look at all the African teams. I mean, you had Ghana, you had, you know, yeah, Ivory Coast. Nigeria. They had, you had world-class players. You, I mean, they, these guys, you know, those, those teams, you know, they, they had, you know, ten, they had anywhere from, from, you know, from five to ten world-class players playing in elite leagues, elite teams like Chelsea and, yep. and Man City and all these type of things. And they crash out in the first round. <laughs> you know? And it's, and it's like, I, it, I was like, I, I just don't I, I don't understand it. It's like you know that the, I can understand why African you know African teams do this. I can understand to a certain degree why Asian teams do this because obviously they don't have the the, the infrastructure and they don't have the established leagues. You know, so they kind of have to depend on Europe. You know, on, on other federations and other leagues to to, to develop their players. The U.S. doesn't need to do that. I could understand that they were doing that. You know, you know, thirty years ago. But I, nope. I, 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 to me, it's madness. I said, you, you know, 
you have the infrastructure now. You can, you know, to 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 to, to, to retain your best players. And 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 start building, you know, start building your national team. I, it's, I just it's. it's it's the mentality, Ron, and we see it with a lot of Mexico fans. As soon as you see a player with talent, oh, he has to go to Europe or else he's going to get ruined. You know, yeah. he's, there's that whole... And, 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 and the press is partly to blame for this. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, we have the, the proof. Well, look, we have the proof right in front of us. Chicharro went at what? He was like 2021? 20, and his, like first, his first season in Manchester, he scored about over 20 goals. He didn't. Mm. He didn't need to. He didn't need to go to Holland for three years to, so they could show him how to, you know, trap the ball and whatnot to learn the fundamentals. And that's the. That's what a, a lot of, you know, people still believe. Uh, same with Jimenez. By the time he left, they were. He wasn't learning shit in Atletico Madrid. He just needed to be on the right team. And same thing with Pavel. Same thing with Pavel Pardo. I didn't. Oh, I need. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't need Pavel Pardo to go to Stuttgart and and win the the, the Bundesliga to know. That he is, he was a world class player. It was him in Osorio, he was a, right? Yeah, it was him in Osorio that stayed after Germany. But what I'm saying is, you don't need that. That if I don't know, maybe you know, some some of these people have inferiority complex, but I don't need that validation. <laughs> you know that this player has to go to Europe or else he's shit. No. Yeah. Like I said, I still st- I still think the better Mexican teams in the World Cup were when they were more domestic and not and not so much. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, what was it the after the twenty six, after what is it the the, the Germany I World Cup? Six, I think that's what. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I after think it was after six, like, and after is when we saw more and more. Like yeah, more it, it, was after, it was after it was It was after oh six because in I think in Germany the only players that were Euro based was what uh, what what was it? Uh, Marquez. Uh, Marquez and uh, shit, I forget the other one. Um, uh, fuck, was it was it? Was he what's what's the name uh, Borghetti with Bolton at the time? Forget, but no. Look at what I'm that's saying it, is that's it's all we need to know about. Torrado. Said. <laughs> uh, I think Torrado was a Cruz Azul already. Tor- oh. yeah. Torrado had been in Europe, but I think by this point he was already back. Yeah, he he had played in. Yeah. We had a player uh, at Osasuna. Even... What was his name? Said. No, oh, those uh, never, were never. They never stayed long. It was Aguirre, uh, Aguirre name, took Osa, him. Uh, yeah, Osasuna was it Vidrio and um, and, and the guy Ochoa. Ochoa. Yeah, Ochoa. Yeah. Yeah. He looked older because he was like balding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never liked him, and then he he ends up at Chivas, and then he he ends up having a good interliga and did. qualifies the team to Libertadores. And then didn't uh, do anything after that. He, he took us to the promised land, so I, I can't hate. Elia uh, <laughs> Lacosta in the chat says, the MLS is focused on improving their national team. I follow the Philadelphia Union, and every time a homegrown comes up, all I hear from Philly fans is, oh, what Europe, European team is going to take him? <laughs> well, the, the the league is... This is a, a mistake I see a lot of Mex fans make, uh, where they compare it to Liga MX. Because Liga MX is still very tight at the hip to FMF, the club owners and whatnot. And over here, it's more separate. USSF and MLS, they're like pretty separate. So it's it's not so much of like, you know, um, that they're, they're going to, their main goal is to make 
the U uh, U.S. men's national team better. That's you know they want to uh, establish themselves. So so again, uh, I, I'm not denying what he's saying, but that's the fans. You know that's that's the fans, and that's that's how the fans, their mentality, and also what becomes football culture. Um, but but I I don't think for the owners ultimately they want, you know, you want to make money, you know, they're they're not gonna make that much money sending their best player abroad for pennies, which is what we're seeing, and it's not, you know. If anything, you could probably say they don't criticize it. They're not vocal about it, or they just won't say anything. Like, I never heard anything negative coming out the way what the Cruz Azul guy said a while back, you know, when he was talking shit about players wanting to leave for undervalued just, just so that they could go to Europe. Yeah. I think right now the problem is the everyone's sort of taking the bait and, you know, the U.S. did beat Mexico three times last year, and that hurts. And then you're also seeing that their players are going to oh, Europe at a... It hurt me, Jaime. It hurt me. It hurt a lot of people, man. And it's like you're starting to see, well, what what are they doing different? You know, we, we were we were make, we were owning them for years. They but, had, but, 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 they, but, but, Jaime, you're playing a bullshit tournament created out of thin air. Yeah, but you should still win it. You know what? If you start if you start giving that legitimacy, meaning you know, start start rotating the gold cup. There there is absolutely no need to have a nations league. Absolutely no need. I agree. You don't you, you don't have you don't have the the, the talent in, in Concacaf to warrant to warrant two confederation mm-hmm. uh, uh, tournaments. You you just don't have it. And you and you certainly don't have it at the club level where you need to, to have you know two or three you know confederational tournaments because I'm sorry you know I, I know that right now you know I'm not too happy with how what Liga how Liga, Liga MX is doing things but they're still the cream of the crop and the best the best eight teams in Liga MX are basically better than every, everything else that Concacaf has to offer but in MLS included. No. Yeah, but the problem is, like, I'll give them the Nations League. That was kind of like a bullshit tournament, but Gold Cup and qualifiers. Gold Cup, Gold Cup, Gold Cup doesn't mean shit. But qualifiers. You took away the confederation. You 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 took away the confederations cup. Yeah. Gold Cup doesn't mean anything. A Gold Cup in the U.S. every year or every two years or every four years doesn't mean anything anymore. You know. But, Nations League is worthless. Yeah, but it doesn't the, mean anything. Theoretically, though, we should still be beating them, right? That's the way I see it. It's What's like that? we should still be well, yeah, beating them. Uh, but I mean, and I and I and I, I mentioned to this, you know, sometimes sometimes ago, you put that Mexico U.S. game, you put that Mexico U.S. game in 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 Mexico, and the game in the stadium doesn't fill up. I'm telling you, it's more that has more to do with Televisa, with uh, uh, what is it, the uh, Univision, Univision and Telemundo, basically, you know, uh, uh, for marketing purposes. That thing doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. If you start, if you know, you just put put the confederations back on the line, and guess what? U.S. wasn't doing shit. 
Yeah, I mean they have yeah. yet to uh, qualify for a World Cup, and and they didn't qualify to the Olympics time, either. The last, time, the last time, the last time they 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 won an actual important game against Mexico that actually meant something, like something like you know it was basically the the the, the twenty uh, the oh seven uh, Gold Cup when they beat Mexico, and 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 from that that was the ticket for them to go to the uh, the the oh nine Confederations Cup in South Africa. Yeah. Which they went to the final, if I'm not mistaken, lost to Brazil. Yeah, yeah, and they beat Spain, and they beat like the record, and you know, good for them. But, but you know, but like I said, it's just like you know, I don't get caught up with, I don't get caught up with, with, with the, the those gimmicks and the you know the like, like the Honda Super Classico gimmicks. You know, I I just don't succumb to that shit. <laughs> you know, you know, I know what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's the, the thing, the, though. It's the like, super again, right now, <laughs> right now, it's like it. It just feels like it feels like U.S. has the upper hand because, again, they beat us three times last year. They're exporting more One players year to Europe. That doesn't mean anything. Well, and, then, and, that, and, that, and we're that, seeing and Jamaica, it, Jamaica, Jamaica had more players in Europe than Mexico. No, I get that. I get play- that. But here's here, here, Honduras had more players. You know, Honduras had more players in Europe than Mexico for the longest time. Just about every team in the in the in the in the uh, in the, in the region in Concacaf had more players. <laughs> yeah, well, they were whether they were playing in the championship, they were playing in the EPL, they were playing in you know Syria. You had them playing. You know, you had more players in Europe than you know than than Mexico. That doesn't mean anything. No, I mean, and yeah, and we saw this. I guess wrong because we grew up watching Copa America and also yeah. Libertadores, and we saw how the Mexican players from Liga MX would do with with, with those counterparts because we grew up hearing the argument, you, you know, you only go to the World Cup because because you play from Concacaf, but yeah. then when when you saw Mexico go into South America and now they're playing all these teams and and. And they were regularly finishing third, getting to the semifinals, uh, yeah. and getting big results. I mean, they they worked on Paraguay, which is like they rarely lose big, and and but that was with Hugo when they what they put like five or seven. <clears throat> but you yeah, saw these massive but, but, big results, and that's like all right, you know, they couldn't keep talking shit because now they were they, well, they were still talking shit, but <laughs> but, but they were hard about it. Because because if you think about it, in '93, okay, yeah. Mexico went to, got to the finals. In '97, they got to the semis. In '99, they got to Final. the semis, and they were losing against Brazil's, but the stacked Brazil's with Ronaldo, Romario, Rivaldo, Roberto. They were more stacked because because yeah, the the tournament was every what three years, and then they made it every four, two or something. Well, no, they, so, I think so, they made two, and then they went back to. They changed it a few times. Yeah, they changed it a couple times because. Oh, but, Ron, but you, this, you missed you missed ninety five. What what happened there? Penalties. <laughs> penalties to who, Ron? U.S. Oh. Yeah. U.S. Yeah. Uh, to come back. the thing. I mean, think about it. You're, <laughs> what you were saying is they were not only going. To, they were not only going into into hostile territory, so, you know, South America. But they were, but they were playing, and they were playing to win. They weren't fucking bunkering. They were playing two at two, you know. That's true. But if you think about it, they were semifinalist, at least a semifinalist, 
in 93, 97, 99, 2001. Yeah. You know? And they were here. The refs took took Mexico in the semis. They kind of wrecked. They kind of carted the whole team, and then they get to the final against Colombia, and then they're missing, uh, they're missing and, yeah. a few players. And, and then, then, that was a depleted yeah. squad to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then, what do you call it? You know that, and that's the clubs. That was the national team scene. Now the club scene. First year, first year of '98 was Copa Libertadores. By two, by twenty, by by two thousand, you had America going into the semifinals. And losing by, by, you know, and that still hurts, man. That fucking goal at the last minute by fucking Walter Samuel. God, I was oh, pissed, man. dude. But, but then that was, yeah, that was 2000. And then in 2001, you know, uh, Cruz Azul went, got to the finals again, Boca. And then back in 20, in 2002, America went back to fucking, uh, to the semis and lost the fucking psycho. Dino was like, what the fuck? I mean, they don't exist now. And then... They don't even, no, but, then, but okay. <laughs> And that was in 2002. And then, and then in two, what is it? 2000, what is it? Four. 2004, 2005, 2006. Yeah. You had, you know, you had, you know, a, a Liga Max finalist in the Copa Sudamericana. And then, you know, and then you, um, yeah, you, you had, uh, what was Pachuca it? Pumas? Pachuca won. Pachuca won in 2005. Yeah. And then uh, Chivas and went then, to the back-to-back then, semis 2005, 2006. And they didn't. They didn't respect the uh, FIFA um, window because you know we were playing Confederations Cup, and they're like, "Well, that's too bad. We're still going to go through with Libertadores at the same time." So yeah, it was any <laughs> any excuse, any 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 type of advantage they would create it. I mean, oh, those. Yeah. I mean, you know, those were fucking good times in Liga in Liga uh, in Liga MX history. I mean, because you're, you know, you're, you know, you're, the league was going up against good competition, international. Yeah, and you know what they did it with less foreigners. <clears throat> yeah, they did it with less foreigners. I mean, because Liga MX still had the, uh, you know, the, the the presidential decree of at least, you know, four, you know, the, the was it the four uh, foreigners in Mexico City. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, I there. I just I just saw better better teams in those eras than what I'm seeing now when the teams are basically now full of you know of of uh, you know most of the Mexican players they're trying to go to Europe. You know, Ron, I, I said this I, I said this now just while you're saying about team better. I've yet to see teams play as good as I saw um, Ojitos Mesa's Toluca and not 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 Toluca Toros Mesa. And Leo Ben Leo Ben Hacker's America, his first run. Even 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 but even the Pachuca team that won the uh, you know they had that good you know that run where they won you know Liga MX and they also you know did the you know the Concacaf and stuff like that. Oh, he just had them playing really well. Oh yeah, he was yeah. a good coach, man. He but he redeemed himself after you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he fucking redeemed. <laughs> but no, but like I'm saying is it's just. I don't know. To me, I'm just I. I'm not buying the Europe. You know, hey, they got to go to Europe so we can get a world class team. I'm I'm just not buying it. I, you know, not when you consider how many Asian teams, how many African teams, how many Concacaf teams, how many Euro for teams? decades, <laughs> for decades, even European teams, Ron. Yeah, for decades, 
have relied on sending their players to, to, to Europe. And honestly, I'm just not seeing it. I do oh, think yeah, that we, we need to have like our best <laughs> players, like the ones that could be world-class. I do think that those players should still have a go in Europe. I mean, we saw what it, it did for Raul Jimenez, what it did for Chicharro, what it did for Rafa Marquez. Like, it's nice to have one of those elite players playing at an elite club, you know, and it's just like we, right now we don't really like Chucky Lozano at, at uh, Napoli, I guess. But it's like, you know, I miss I miss having just a player that was impactful that you could see competing in Champions League. Like, that. that's exciting to me because we're not in Libre Dollars uh-huh. anymore. So now – we have to look at Champions League. That that's our that's the highest level of, of com- competition, I think, in Europe or in, in football. Next to the World Cup, I'm not European. I don't plan on being European. Well, highest you, level. You, you, that's a, that's only, a quote from, from Ferris Bueller. That's a quote from Ferris I'm not European. I don't plan on being European. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know even even Champions League it can I be mean, fascist really for all I care. Exactly <laughs> because I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we watch because we watch their their top teams. We're not watching Locomotive versus you know Olympiacos or whatnot. We don't watching some of those other teams. So yeah. that's that's why I could see. Um, fans watch the the really big teams, Chelsea, Barca, and all that, and so that's that's basically what you're comparing against. But if you compare it as a whole, that's not every, you know, not every. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, they're that level. Not not all the teams that qualify to Champions League are you know world class teams. Like, but I do I do find that uh, it is nice to to watch these games midweek. And and to see our our you know a Mexican being there being represented man and that just hasn't been Copa the case. Copa Libertadores was midweek. Yeah, and but again yeah. we don't we don't have that right now. We don't we don't have that luxury. So it's like the next we best. Could if we just start, you know, because like what do we what do we have right now? Right now, what we have in our region is the Concacaf Champions League, and that's <laughs> that's a fucking joke. Like that is not to the level of any of these other regions. Like it's 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 not there. Like Mexico has won it for the six. It's like if I want to see like the best, you know, teams go at it in our region, I'll just watch Liga Mekis because at the end of the day, you know, we've won this. Still the best competition in the region. Yeah, we've won this thing 16 times in a row and it hasn't even been close. It's like a fucking joke. So it's like if I if I want to see that kind of like level of competition, then I'm not going to be watching the CONCACAF Champions League because it's not it's not there. And it's like. We have players that I think are too good for Liga Mekis, and that should have a. They, they should go to Europe. They they should they they're good enough to play in these teams, um. But they're just well, but they're deciding to stay in Mexico and and uh, get paid more, and that you know well, I'm thing, not gonna I'm not gonna hate thing, them. Well, yeah, that's the thing though. Going to Europe not for the sake of going, because you're asking them all right, take a pay cut and get undervalued, and then go on a loan or something, and then. Six months of braiding pine, they just send you back and you end up at Tigres. Yeah, but if you're so good, you're good everywhere, man. That's the way I see it. Not I mean, well, look at Jimenez. He's good. He, he couldn't cut it at Atletico, and I don't think it was because he sucked. 
just I don't think the setting was right for him. He went to the wrong coach. So, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, okay. a, lot, a lot of these times, the player is so desperate to go to Europe that they don't really think it through. I mean, look at, look at you know, Jose Juan Macias. You know, he went to Getafe. The coach got fired, and they're in a relegation battle, and he hasn't played. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, man. But the thing is, it's like we have players that are good enough to play at the top of this, you know, the, the best teams in the world. I do think we have players that are at that level, but – a lot of the times you don't get to, I mean, look at uh, Cabrita Arellano. You know, that guy was way too good for Liga Mekis. Yeah. Ramon Ramirez, well, I too. I mean, see, there's, there's the thing too good for the league because they're the players that make the league good. That's why you want to keep them. Yeah, but I mean, if you had the opportunity like to see Cabrita Arellano at, like, I don't know, Milan or something, that would have been dope. Yeah, but see, a lot of times those teams just didn't come calling, you know. So that was the, that's the whole. Yeah. Where we have that argument now because it's like they're not exactly. They will. They they rate. They still don't rate the Mex player as high, and then the Mex player is competing with South American and Africans, where who are going for way cheaper. So, that's that's why, you don't see as many leaving because. Basically, they're they're going at a loss. You know, they 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 have to sacrifice more, at least in terms of money and whatnot. And and so it's like, and they so, and, yeah, they and they really should, and they shouldn't. And and yeah, and then we might think, well, so what's the big deal? Well, we were just talking about Marco Fabian. Look where he's at now, and that's because <laughs> he, you know, a lot of times it could be a short career, and if you you didn't manage your money right. You know, what are you going to do once your career's over? And I've seen it a few times, Ron. I don't know if you've noticed this. You know, when, when it's a friendly game and um, <clears throat> they have the fan fest outside in the parking lot and you'll see like an old aging star, you know, because they'll have in the fan fest the different sponsors. They'll have like the, the State Farm and Lowe's, you know, Home Depot. And the Lowe's. And you see some of the players standing outside right there, like on the dream. You'll see, <laughs> you'll see Claudio, Claudio Suarez. Those cheap those infomercials of Ongo Dream during Liga MX games. They're next to some inflatable guy, and you know, it's like killing them inside. That at one point, everyone was going to go see them in the stadium. Now they're outside trying to pedal, you know, fucking car insurance, and it's like they need to pay the bills. And it, it, dude, that just it, it kind of sucks. Um, you know who's doing that in the in the Philly area, Philly, Delaware, New Jersey area? Who? Oh. Uh, fuck. Remember uh, Manuel Rios? Manuel Rios. Yeah. Yeah. He he won the uh, he was uh, with America with uh, La Puente. He played with he played. I think he I think he had a little stint with Chivas, if I'm not mistaken. But he played with Puebla. He played with America. Uh, you know, La Puente used to play him quite a bit with in America. They won the uh, they oh. won the uh, the two th- the the, the O two uh, championship when they beat Nakaxa. but he he had you know he had these training you know uh, uh, I guess training sessions uh, in the area you know interesting and, uh, but yeah so sorry sorry go ahead. <laughs> 
No, it's interesting. I saw a photo of him on Google with uh, bleached hair wearing a Puebla jersey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There was, like, that thing where Marco Fabian, he went to, like, Fox. And he's over here, like, you know, tuning his own horn and says <laughs> that he's changed and he wants to compete. And I'm like, this is, this is pathetic, man. You're on a TV show, like, basically, like, broadcasting that you need a team it's like dude who you need to find an agent and like they should be doing that for yeah. you man what is going on yeah they let you that let you know he didn't get no calls man none i know none it's but we crazy. started we've seen it with many players i mean we had Bojo finishing his career in like indoor soccer in chicago like for example uh i think i saw like an article or something that you know players that were in mls but no longer picked up. I think they, uh, what was it, Cubo Torres? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, Cubo Torres, I, th- I think when, when the salaries came out, the guy was only making $70,000 a year in MLS. Was he? I thought he was making more. Yeah, it was, it was, no, it was something like really, you know. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, <laughs> but, but look, it's, not, it's, it's a good, it, it, I mean, that's a professional salary if you're a goddamn accountant. Yeah. But what I'm saying for professional. You know, for a professional athlete, yeah. you know, you got to keep up with the Joneses, dude. That, you know, 70,000, dude. I mean, you, but you have guys that. You convert that that's to. That's what they spend on their car. You convert that to Bessels. That's pretty good money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is without a club right now. He was at Atlanta. And now he's a free agent. And uh, you know who else is over there? Jurgen Dam, But. There has been no approach from Guadalajara, even though that the, he was uh, linked with with Chivas. Everybody, yeah, when he was at Tigres, he had that he had that Cemex money, and just probably just kept it under his bed. And now, and now I was reading, I was reading that uh, who I think who who was who said it? I think it was uh, El Doctor Garcia, Luis Garcia. <laughs> Saying that Cordova, you know, basically, you know, by him going to Tigres and being under uh, what's his name, uh, Yoho, Yoho, he went, he that he basically went there to get coddled and babied because obviously, you know, uh, Yoho, you know, obviously has a, a, you know, likes him and, and stuff like that, you know. Well, I mean, look, I've experienced this myself in my personal life, like. Sometimes you just have a manager who you just vibe with and is in your corner. And then, you know, they they transfer, they go somewhere else, and then you have a new manager and, you know, maybe he's just not vibing with Solari, you know, different styles. And you have a coach that, like, believed in you and trusted you and gave you the opportunity. And then, you know, you have somebody else that's completely different. And, you know, it sometimes to be reunited with a, a good manager – that that means the world to players, and and you, that's how you'll end up performing really, really well. That's true. People don't leave jobs, man. They leave managers. All right. As long as, uh, as long as he, you know, I think, I think, you know, Cordova, I think he's got the talent to be. You know the best, if not the best player in Liga MX, and if you know he can get back back to that status, that's tough. Uh, good for him. Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate, 
as much as I hate hated him leaving America, I understand. And, you know, I, I get it, you know, and I understand where, you know, Luis Garcia is, you know, coming from. But, you know, I, 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 I would much rather have Cordoba playing well in Tigres and have him ready for the World Cup. I agree. Than him fucking him running away in, in, with, uh, with Ame. Uh, you know, and him, him being unhappy with Solari. Because I get, hey, hey, you know, I, you know, people, I guess a lot of people forget, you know, guys like Germán Villa, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Raúl Lara, these guys were unhappy with Avolpe when he was with Ame. You know, they were extremely unhappy with, with La Volpe. So no, I and, and and you know when you and obviously when you have a coach that actually you know is it, is it was that when they lost five zero, run? He was the coach. He was the coach. He was. I didn't have it in there. Yeah, that, that was the coach. He was the coach. That was when wasn't there. Luis Garcia got uh, got his ass thrown. You know, off. Got the was it a yellow a red card? Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have some chat conversations. Juan Uribe wants to know that is it true that Joely is really John Sutcliffe? <laughs> no. And uh, we had somebody on. Hold on. Juan, Juan, Juan Uribe is that the is that the coach? He's, he's a chi hermano. He's the Cascarita oh. legend. Oh, uh, that's the one that he's he's pursuing the uh, the coaching licenses, right? He's a yeah. It's a rivalry with La Reimers. Maybe he can be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he can be uh, Pollo Brisueño's assistant. You know, now that he's officially a, a coach, she's got a license now. Yeah. There was also somebody from the um, Chivas del Norte Discord that said uh, Joely is the goat. So, jo- oh, thank jo- you, Joely, getting a lot of lot of love tonight. And uh, Elia La Costa said, uh, "Peace, y'all." It's 1 a.m. in the East Coast. Oh, man. It's late. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we could put a bow tie on this thing. Do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts as we lead into the new league, the new year? Who do you guys think is going to be the favorite for this season? I don't have one. I don't have one. I always have, like, four. Just because the year, you know, can change. Can change all that. I mean, so I, I I'm gonna keep it at at um, America, Monterrey, Tigres. Those are Monterrey those are is freaking stacked, man. I don't, I don't think Atlas is gonna repeat. They got Pizarro, they got Romo, Monterrey, man. They are. Well, here, here you, you, you may or you are forgetting something, uh, Holly. Yes. That this is a World Cup year Ooh. and World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So some of the stacked teams, some of the stacked teams are not going to be so stacked. That is true. Or their players, their players are going to be overworked. And this tends to happen in World Cup years where there's a lot of inconsistency. Like, I, re- I mean, I remember when, like, you know, Chivas or America or Cruz Azul, boom. They, you know, they would lose out, you know, they would lose, you know, four, four players, you know, four or five players. That's right. Me- yeah. Mexican players. 
and then maybe two or three South American players. That's true. You know, for for a World Cup, uh, you know. Um, so probably uh, uh, Monterrey would be the biggest loser of the bunch. So I mean, it's, it could very well be that that teams like Cruz Azul, Ame, the Monterrey teams, Santos, and you know, they could. Uh, Leon, they could, you know, uh, show some sort, some inconsistencies because of because of you know the the players, you know, being called up to the national team, both both domestic and foreign. So um, it that that could work. That could work in in uh, in uh, in one of the. I don't want to say mid-level, but you know. So you're saying Chivas have a chance then? <laughs> it's their time. <laughs> it's their time, man. They're not getting anyone it, sent it to could. to the World Cup. So, so, so yeah. So teams that you know, the teams that have a lot of you know uh, international players, they, it, it it could affect them. Um, and, and I know, like you know, for example, I mean that uh, that has happened in the past, especially during you know World Cup cycles. Yeah, you brought up a very good point that I hadn't even considered yet. But yeah, all these all these great teams are gonna get all their players taken away. We do have a World Cup qualifying yep. match at the end of the month, so I mean, we can even see teams have a great start to the season and then just completely plummet. Sometimes it's just suspend, right? So they'll suspend the they'll like they'll be soccer this week. Still the traveling and all that. Exactly the traveling. The you know the you know playing more games and everything. Mexico had um, like four games at what three games at home back to back. I think there's what there's one more there's one more um, you know because Mexico had to play four in a row on the road so they've already done three there's one left that they have to play in Jamaica in Kingston and then I think because yeah. they they have a game I think on the 27th of this month so there's three games pretty much coming up soon right. Uh, so they're so they're gonna play so they're gonna play the first one uh, against Jamaica and then the next two are gonna be at home. Uh, but like you said, even even those are FIFA dates and blah blah blah. That mean the stacks teams, you know, their players are gonna go to South America. They're gonna go to you know they're gonna go to Central America. They're gonna go to you know obviously wherever. But that could affect that could affect Liga MX and if. If things, you know, uh, start becoming worrisome for 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 uh, for the national team, that could also be problematic for for oh, the to the man. teams as well. Let's let's hope not. I really don't want to run into any snags because this is this well, is the, this is the make it or break it window right now. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing because they've had four games. You know, with the one with King, with Jamaica would make, would be four in a row. All uh, all um, on the road, right? Yeah. So they out of the out of the three, they've gone three points. They've gone three points, but they lost against Canada and they lost against the U.S. So ideally, in an ideal world, they'd want to pick up the three points against um, Jamaica, uh, Jamaica, yeah, yeah Jamaican in Kingston. But the thing about it is, I. You know, and, and I've noticed this, especially in the last two World Cup cycles. The teams that go play in in in, in Azteca, they they go there and they complicate Mexico because they fucking play bunker. 
Yep. And they and they try to go on set pieces. And right now, Mexico's been playing shit in set pieces. They have. So it, it could very well be, it could very well be like I said. I mean, if if things if things start turning, you know, you know, start if Mexico starts complicating their their pass, you know, their their qualification to the World Cup, that's also going to affect Liga MX. So, like I said, you know, I, I don't I don't know. You know that's why right now I wouldn't probably you know give a, uh, a, a prediction as to who would win the Liga MX because because obviously there's other going to be external factors like like the World Cup, you know, um, and stuff. But yeah, I just like I'm I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that they can pick up the three you know the three points. Um, I know I think who was it? I think Costa Rica was playing Panama, so. We want we want Costa Rica to beat Panama. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Right now, uh, Panama has fourteen, as well as Mexico, and then Costa Rica right. has nine. So yeah, them picking up three points wouldn't hurt us. And then we play Costa Rica next after Jamaica, yeah. and then Panama. So those are the three matches at the end of again January, and then leading into February. So. Uh, so yeah, is do or die for Tata. Well, here's the thing, though, the fact the fact that you know Costa Rica Costa Rica plays Panama, if I'm not mistaken, in in San Jose, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay, so you need Costa Rica to you need Costa Rica to beat Panama because you're going to need you know if, you know you know Panama you need Costa Rica to go into Azteca needing to win. You know, because if they go there content with just a point, which, you know, they, they, which with just a point that, that, you know, you want them, you want, you want Costa Rica to play for the three points at, at Azteca, because if they do that, that means they'll open themselves up and they won't bunker. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've been worried about Costa Rica bunkering. Um, although in well, the nation, hey, hey, well, hey, hey, hey. You forget, dude. Twenty years ago, that's the castle, dude. Yeah, that was actually yeah. What twenty? It'll be twenty-one years actually. Wow. So, so yeah. yeah Costa, Costa Rica is—they're pretty weak compared to the team that. It, it, that... Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't. It doesn't matter, Holly, dude. When you're <clears throat> even the weak teams, dude. In the last two cycles, well, not so much the the one with Osorio, but like the one, the, you know, the one. Um, the one with Chepo and the one, especially the one for uh, 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 last, uh, was it? You know, the, they would they would complicate. They would bunker going into Mexico. You need you need the teams. You need you want Costa Rica going in there with with the mentality that they need to pick up three points because if they go in there with the mentality that they can just go play for the tie, they'll bunker, dude. And and you don't want that. You want you want the teams. You want Panama. You want the U.S. You want Canada. You know. And here's the thing: if Canada goes in there content playing, or I'm sorry, Canada, Canada's already done. We've already played them. But it's like if the U.S. goes in there playing with the tie, it's going to complicate shit. Yeah. Hopefully by then you would assume that things would be resolved because, I mean, we got three matches before we play the states, and by then I think mathematically we might be already in. So. I, at yeah. least I hope we just, I hope we go into that match. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, it's, you know, I, I just hope, 
that I, I, I really hope that they can pull off the three wins in 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 uh in uh in, in Kingston. And I hope that what do you call it, Costa Rica can pick up the win against Panama because that will that will help Mexico. Yeah, give us a little bit of breathing room there. Mm-hmm. All right, Hoeli. Got any closing thoughts? No, I, I already did. <laughs> no more. All right. No more. Uh... For sure. Well, my prediction is I was going to go for like Rayados or Tigres, you know, because you know, they have really good coaches and really good players. But, you know, you mentioned that most of these players will not be finishing the tournament. Um, I, I have some optimism with Chivas. You know, they did get Piojo, who's a step up from Antuna. We did lose Mayorga, but, you know, Ponce kind of has that position secured. So, I don't know. I think Chivas might be able to take advantage of the situation. Uh, they don't really have too many players that are seleccionados. Maybe uh, maybe uh, Tiba Sepulveda, maybe someone in the midfields, maybe Alexis Vega, but we might not even have him anymore. So, at this point, who knows what's going to happen in this season. Uh, last year we had Cruz Azul win and Atlas win a championship, which I would have never predicted. So, um, one thing that we can guarantee everybody is that Liga Mekis is back. It's going to be entertaining and it is the highest level of football in this region. And with that question, yes, question. can we talk about Cobra Kai? We can after this, after we end this, <laughs> let me, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Cobra Kai in the, uh, Cantina MX after hours. Um, as for the podcast and the stream, thank you guys and have a great night.